Jesus loves me. Amen. Amazed that He chose me. That His grace is sufficient. No matter what you are going through, His grace remains sufficient. You might not know the way how to get out of it, but God is in control. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this evening. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank Him that He is present. Thank for the atmosphere. Just want to pray and commit ourselves to Him and humble ourselves before Him once again as we have prepared our heart. Precious Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, it may be asked this, but if there is anybody who has a need, can just raise his hand to you. Father, you know the needs behind every hand. This evening, we come to you, Father, because only you have the the life, we have the words of life. To whom else could we go, Father? The words, the word of God is what is sustaining us, is the anchor of our soul, is our strength. Father, Lord, as the song have been sung and our heart have been prepared, Lord, we want to tell you how much we love you, how much we appreciate you, how we are so thankful for your grace in our life. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we can look around, see better people than us, but you chose us, Father. Amen. You have loved us with a love that is unconditional. Oh, God, we cannot comprehend the grace of God, but we just want to, to glorify your name, to praise you, to stand in awe of what you are doing and who you are, that you are still the great I am, the Jehovah Jara. Father, we give you the glory and the honor this evening. We glorify your name and we praise you. Lord, we want to humble ourselves before you. We want to forget about ourselves and focus on you. Keep our mind in you, Father. You are the Savior and the Redeemer. Thank you for the word. May you speak to our heart again this evening, Father. May you, Father, encourage us. May you correct us if there is a need for correction. May you, Father, the name of Jesus Christ be glorified. May, Father, the word of God be preached. Father, we found demonstration that can remove any doubt, any unbelief. Father, you know our heart, you know our desire inside our heart to please you and to honor you. Amen. Father, may you bless this service as you have already blessed us through the songs that you continue with us for the remainder of the service. For all the glory to your name, Father. Meet every need, O Jesus Christ. May we come out of this place with a testimony it was good to be in the house of the Lord. And with faith, believing that, oh God, you will meet our needs. Father, we love you and appreciate you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 
Okay, just, if you can just help me to sing this song. Um, no, I think I had it here. Just, I feel the pool. I feel the pull. I Our desire is for him to take the full control. We don't want to retain anything to ourselves. We want him to lead and to guide. Amen. I invite you to go to the Word of God this evening. It was certainly a blessing to see the work and how God is inspiring his ministers a couple of weeks and a long day here, actually. It has been a the world has been going down, but we have been blessed. Somehow, God has been unveiling in a greater way than the year before us. It's just becoming more and more real and greater and greater. Amen? Amen. Thank God for using Brother Darren. Amen? Amen. It was here. It was a great blessing. But using Brother Ed, Brother Maxwell, Brother Andrew, just the continuation of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Just a spare tire this evening, so I just pray that God will lead us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Genesis 15, I can't get out of Genesis uh, and Abraham. So just go a little bit. I'm not taking it in a chronological way or the way it happened, just where they thought God speaks to me, and I just want to share that. Genesis 15, 4. Bible says, and behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thy heir. 
I will let you sit. It's been sitting for a long time, and I invite you to go to to other scriptures. Seventeen. One to five, and then we jump to 15 to 19. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to him, to Abram, and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Abram I'm saying that, and I think that the note is also saying that Almighty God that he presented there, he's saying, I'm El Shaddai. I am El Shaddai, so he's presenting to him as El Shaddai, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, and saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, by thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations if I made thee. Look at the, the covenant, the way God is talking to Abraham is not a conditional covenant. It is a work that God himself is doing. He says, I'm going to make you, I have already made you. For God, when he's talking to him, he's not talking about something that, 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 that there is, I might make you. It's an affirmation. It's positive. I have made you. I have made you a father of many nations. And I've decided to make you a father of many nations. You have nothing to do, Abraham. It is my covenant that I'm making between myself and you and thy seed. Praise be to God. And then we go to 15. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? Because Abraham also laughed a little bit, but God didn't look how he laughed. He's, he's, he's marveled, he's wondering, he's, is that possible? But God said, it's possible, Abraham. And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. And God said, Sarah, thy wife. God has already changed from Sarai to Sarah. The Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed. And I shall call his name Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. And we will seed after him. Praise be to his name. Amen. I will take this evening a little bit a different title, and I might go a little bit different way on how we usually go regarding the covenant or regarding the Abraham and how we talk about Sarah, but uh, just bear with me and maybe just a thought and encouragement. I don't just want to encourage you this evening. Notice that the title I would like to take is the H part, 
and the subtitle is Eternal Life in Action. Look at the covenant of, the, of Abraham. Notice that God presents himself as the El Shaddai, the breasted God, and is the one that Abraham has to get the strength from. And he changed the name of Abraham, High Father, which means High Father. According to the translation in Hebrew, to Abraham, father of many nations. And he also changes the name of Sarai. And I looked about, it means a chief or a governor, a leader. To Sarah, a princess, right there in the same chapter of uh, Genesis 11. The steps of Abraham, as we know, the message of the steps of Abraham are a reflection of what happened to Joshua and what happened to Israel. They left the, 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 the different country, they went to the new country that God has already given them, and God has already promised them that I will give you that land. So it's the same thing, and it's also a reflection of our daily walk or the Christian walk that you have to go and possess your land. And once it was in that land that we talked about it last time, you can just as a, as a, as a reminder here, he told to Abraham to leave that and to walk alone in that land. And once you get in that land, you need to walk in that land. It belongs to you. Don't limit yourself to a certain area. Go around that, in that land. Everything belongs to you. As a type, as a believer, when you are in the promised land of the word of God, don't stop at one area. All promises of God belongs to you. Everything that is precious on Calvary tree belongs to you. Don't stop. Just know this. I can't overcome this thing. I can't take it. Maybe it's not for me. It's for you. Amen. Go and take it. It belongs to you. Healing belongs to you. Joy belongs to you. Salvation belongs to you. Deliverance belongs to you. All belongs to you. Amen. Even your family belongs to you. If you believe, you and your family shall be saved. You claim your possession. You walk in your land. Amen. Don't let anything try to put you on one corner. Go in every corner of the word of God and walk in it freely because it belongs to you. Don't let the enemy try to put any hindrance on you. You are free. It's your land. Amen. Praise be to God. Now in chapter 17, Abraham is 19 years old. As we see here, he's 19 years old. But God, for the first time in the whole Bible, says, I am El Shaddai. Don't look at your weaknesses. Don't look at your mistakes. Don't look at the impossibility of things. Look at me. Come and take your strength from me because I'm El Shaddai for you. That's what I'm telling to the bride this evening. Don't look at your own situation. Look at El Shaddai because God has come as El Shaddai to reveal to us that we can get strength from him. Oh, I feel so discouraged. I feel this happen. I feel this happen. Look at El Shaddai. He's still El Shaddai today. The prophet says God gave Abraham a part of himself, a part of his own name. That H-A-M is a part of his own name. And that part of God is what made the difference in Abraham. It made a difference in Abraham. It will, if it made a difference in Abraham, it will make a difference in you. It will make a difference in me. Yeah. Amen. Because that part of God that he gave in Abraham was the life of God himself. 
It was the life of God that he gave to Abraham. That, that the life that was the strength that he gave to Abraham, it was the life of God himself. It was the Zoe. It was the eternal life that he shared with Abraham. Amen. To manifest how mighty he is. Oh, praise be to God. Each Christian needs that H part in the name. I'm just going to put the parentheses here. When I was younger with you, there was a lot of doctrine came up and they said, oh, no. H-A-M. Everybody needs to have a H-A-M. And it was a you know, trend. It went a good move. And everybody changed their name. Ndala Ham. Moise Ham. Everybody became a Ham. Oh. And it was amazing at that time. <laughs> Just imagine that each person becomes a Ham. We have to put a Ham at the end there. That would be interesting. But that's not what God is talking about here. It's not put a natural name, change all levels, change my name. But it's the nature change. It's the life of God. It's a change that you have to have in your nature, in your life. Amen. That's what God wants. He wants to give a part of himself. The H part is what is going to be resurrected. Nothing else can be resurrected but the life of God himself. The rapture is the life of God. The resurrection is the life of God. The life, the sanctified life, it has to be the Holy Ghost. If you try to sanctify by yourself and try to put things on yourself, it will help for some times. But let me tell you, it's going to fail. Because it needs only the life of God to be an overcomer in this life. The life is the same life. That was in the blood cell is the same life that was in Jesus Christ, but on Calvary's tree that life has been released. That life when the blood when the blood was shed, that life has been released, and the same life is back now on the Christian, on the Christian, on the believers. The prophet will say, as we know it, that the body went to heaven, but he sent the Holy Spirit, but it's still the same thing of the same puzzle. The same pieces have to be united again. So you cannot live a life that is different from the life of Jesus Christ, it has to be matching as the life of Jesus Christ. It has to be the literal life of Jesus Christ in the believer once again. What is the baptism of the Holy Ghost? The life of Jesus Christ in the believer. Without that life, you'll fail. Anybody will fail like Sarah. Sarai failed. I want to say Sarai failed because Sarah didn't fail, but Sarai failed. That life is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man come unto the Father but by me. John had to testify that he walked with that life. He said in 1 John 1, 2, he says, For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, we bear witness, and he show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. So he walked with that eternal life. It was a person. It is a person. That life is Jesus Christ. That life is not knowing the letters of the word of God. That life is knowing the author of the word of God. That life is knowing him. He is the life. The person of Jesus Christ he is the life. The Bible said the life is in the Son. The life is in Jesus Christ. You need to receive Jesus Christ in order to have that life. Amen. I heard somewhere that that age that he put in Abraham, it is a breathing age. In French, we don't have that breathing age. You know? That's Abraham. We don't have it. Abraham. But... 
In English, we have it. Is it okay this evening? Amen? Amen. In English, we have that, that breathing age. It is Abraham. As God was talking to Abraham the first time and saying, you know, your name is not Abraham. Your name is Abraham. He's breathing into Abraham. I'm breathing my, my, my breath into you. You are Abraham. Don't call her Sarai anymore. Call her Sarah. He's breathing into you. Amen. Let me tell you, we have received a message with a messenger with H-A-M. It's God speaking to us with a message where God is breathing into the bride. You are Sarah. You are the seed of Abraham. God is breathing his own breath into you. Amen. Praise be to God. That's why you cannot rely on yourself. You're relying on the life of Jesus Christ. And if it had an impact on Abraham and Sarah, it will have an impact on us. It is already having an impact on us. Breathing is a promise, the prophet says. When Jesus Christ, when he breathed upon the disciples in John 20, 22, as he breathed upon him, then he said, receive he the Holy Ghost. He breathed a promise, breathed upon them. His promise said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. It was a promise. They went to the upper room to wait for the promise to be fulfilled. Remember, I'm going to remind you, he did not breathe upon Judah. Judah was not there when he was breathing upon them. The same thing, when he's breathing upon the message of life to you, you can be in your room, you can be whenever you be, you are listening to it. It just strikes your heart. Oh, God, that's what I needed right now. It's God breathing to you. Other people can hear it. It doesn't do anything. But to you, that's the life, the very life for you. What will be life without the message of the hour? That's my life. That's how I'm breathing. A day without the message, you feel like I'm missing something. There is something wrong. You can be busy on different things and you, oh, you know what's missing? I didn't breathe. I didn't breathe. I didn't, I didn't hear that voice. It is your breathing way. If it's not yet there, I'm encouraging you this evening. May God make that for you to have that desire to realize that you can't live without it. If you find something else that is your satisfaction, let me remind you this evening, you are in a very bad position in the time we are living in. You need to find your satisfying position, your satisfying place in El Shaddai. Like a baby, nothing can satisfy a baby besides El Shaddai, who is the mother for her. They said for the baby, let me tell you the same for you. For you and I, it has to be the satisfaction in El Shaddai, the word of truth. It's not a different life. It is the very life of God himself. It is his eternal life working through us. The prophet says, you can join anything you want to, but you are born into the church of the living God, born by the breath of God. Let me tell you, let the eternal life have the preeminence. Like Abraham who could not look at his own body anymore. The body was dead already. That's why he could have a conversation with God. Because you're trying to tell God, look at the situation. I'm 99 years old. I'm 90. And Sarah is, 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 is I'll say, 89. Do you think we can? Do you really think? 
But God is, as I said at the beginning, don't look. God gave him the revelation and he realized, yes, I cannot doubt that. I cannot doubt. I cannot have any second thought. The Almighty is the Almighty God. I didn't stagger that there's a promise anymore. He didn't stagger the promise of God at all. He started believing. You know, sin is not, is not what you are doing and different things. Sin is unbelief. And once that unbelief is removed, they get in contact with God, something starts happening. Amen. Something starts happening. Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what he had promised was able also to perform. Therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Abraham could say, let God, just put a Pharisees here. Abraham could say, let Lot do whatever he has to do. If you look in the Bible, Lot didn't have any change. He was a righteous man. He went to Sodom, and his, uh, his heart was vexed with the things they were seeing there. But no name change. No nature from the inside that has been changed. It was just all what he learned from Abraham, but he's trying to practice nothing. Just put a point. I was having a conversation with my wife. Like, why, why, why did Abraham stay at, at 10? Why did Abraham stay at 10 when he was interceding? He could have... Because Abraham was thinking maybe Lot is there and he has his wife, his children are convert, the husband are convert, they have maybe they have a different they maybe they have evangelized a little bit, so that maybe then it comes to ten. So for sure there might be ten there. But there was no life there. There was no life over there. It was only death. Life was on the other side. Change was on the other side. On the other Sodom and Gomorrah, there was no life over there. Let me tell you, and I'm going to let me jump on my head. Denominations, there's no life anymore. It's just the little thing that they have, a little light that they're keeping struggling and trying to go ahead with what they had at the beginning. But there is no life flowing there anymore. The life is in the bride. The life is in the body. The life is in the word of God. And you stay where life stays. Amen. Amen. There is only one form of eternal life. Eternal has no beginning. When we were in the world, eternal life was in the predestinated seed germs inside of us. But we didn't know that eternal life was there. Eternal life was dormant. We're doing different things. My conscience, oh, I feel like something. That, that's not right what I'm doing. You didn't know better, but that's not right what I'm doing. Eternal life was there, but it was, at a, it was dormant. It had to happen at a certain time where the light has to come and strike that seed germ, and then it comes to life. Now it becomes eternal life. Start directing your lives. It starts leading you. It starts transforming you. It starts separating you from the things of the world. It starts bringing you to make certain decisions. It starts changing your desires of your heart. It starts looking to the things from above rather than the things from down here. It was that eternal life that has changed inside, that eternal life that has quickened inside of you that starts having the preeminence in your life. Let me tell you, don't let that life be hindered anymore. Let that life continue to have preeminence in your life. That's what the woman at the, at the well, she was looking for that life. It was inside, but she was looking for that quickening. Where is it? Where is it? Until one time he met 
Jesus Christ at the well and he told her who she was and told her the different things that happened. And she realized that life was quickened and she was not turning back anymore. She started going. Nothing could stop that life that was inside of her. That's why she could go in that town and say, come and see the man who has revealed to me. He has told me everything that they've done in my life. Isn't it that the Messiah, the life giver? Yes, he is. The same experience you and I, we went through. (laughs) Nothing is stopping us anymore. We keep going on because it's life moving. That eternal life started having the preeminence. Prophet says, oh, I'm asking questions. What is eternal life? The prophet says, question answers. Eternal life is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when we have that Holy Spirit, you have eternal life. Oh, I thought I'm going eternally and to live eternally over there. And that's when eternal life starts working. No, eternal life starts working on this side already. Now already. When you are coming to church, it's eternal life that pulled you to come to church. When you have a desire to listen to the message of God, it is eternal life that is pushing you or pulling you. Whatever you are doing, whatever, when you have a desire for God, God, I want to give you more. It is that eternal life that is working inside of you for God himself. Oh, just like I say, I'm just encouraging you today. Sometimes we look at too much things on the natural things and we hear too much negativity. But now let's come to, who am I really? I am the real, the soul inside of me is the real me. And that's where God put eternal life. Going to read. I'm going to read what eternal life in action can do. Just as a parenthesis and I always like it because it's always a challenge for me. And uh, I usually have that conversation with my wife. And, uh, sorry, bring her. But so you know, I, I'm the last born of my family. I'm a man of, as my growing up, I, I get a lot of attention. Every, when I was growing up, everything was upon me. Everything was centered upon me. So I'm kind of the baby of the house. And, and uh, when I get old, I'm married now. And, and it's getting, getting me a lot of trouble because I want attention. I'm not the center of attention. <laughs> this kid that centers, and you know what? So, God help me. But also, also in the natural, spiritual as well. You know, sometimes I just want. I'm struggling. So this this kind of my favorite code as as a, as I like my. So that's why I like to bring it. That day on Calvary, the first thing I want to say is Jesus never lived for himself. His life was spent for others. That's perfectly eternal life. When you say you go to church and you you do good things, that's fine. But when you live your life to yourself, you haven't eternal life. Eternal life is living for others. It's proving, it's proved it when it's come in the Lamb of God. He lived and had eternal life because he did not live for himself. He lived for others. And you receive eternal life by receiving that day that you don't live for yourself no more. You live for others. Someone said, how can you stand and let anybody call you such bad names? You don't live for yourself. 
you live for others that you might redeem that man. You live as a redeemer, amen. Your life is a redeemer. You live as a redeemer. Redeemer for your time. Redeemer for others. Redeemer when they make mistakes. You are living for others. You become sons. And the trouble of it is the church has forgot that they are sons. You are a son. You're taking God's place. You are a son. So don't live for yourself. Live for others. Well, Brother Banham, I can live for this brother because he sure is a nice man. That's not it. You know this quote, but let it become life. Live for that man who hates you. Live for that person who would kill you if they could. That's what they done to him. Oh, God, let that eternal life continue to live today and have more preeminence in me today. Not only in the future, yes, I believe we all favor with God, but let, him have, let that eternal life have its preeminence today. Praise be to God. I'll save some time here. What's the meaning of the H? Let's look around here and then I got this. This, 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 is, this is not Brother Vanham's just got in thing on, a, on, the, on the tree of knowledge there. So you need to always take it with salt. But it says something good here. You might not also, you might also know that God's filth appearance. Oh, fifth, five times appearance correspond to the five times for the to the five the fifth Hebrew letter hey hey so that age they called hey when God changed Abraham's name to Abraham he inserted the fifth letter of Hebrew alphabet the hey into the middle of Abraham's name forever imprinting upon Abraham the quality of God's grace. In Judaism, the hay is also the numeral five representing grace. That's what Brother Balaam says, amen. You can say amen to that because there is the absolute who has said, yes, you can say that. So, but it's also the letter that represents Jehovah Elohim. This represents God's inaction in the world. Literally, the hay becomes a witness of the divine work among us. When standing alone, it is also a word meaning behold. So when in the Hebrew term, when you see the H, when you stand there, behold, I shall send you Elijah the prophet. He's saying, H, Elijah the prophet. When I look at that, I said, oh, thank you, Lord, because when I receive Elijah, I'm receiving that H in my life. When we read this epithet in our English translation, we see that the action following originates from Jehovah, be the matter of unmerited favor, grace, and pronouncement or pronouncement of punishment that God meets out or intend to meet out. Hey, translated in English as behold, or law is a symbol of divine action. At the same time that God changed Abraham's name to Abraham, he also changed Sarai's name, meaning a chief governor leader, into Sarah, which means princess. Her name changed from Sarai to Sarah was also accomplished by the adding of a hay as a suffix. It is interesting to know that when the hay is added to the end of the world, it illustrates the feminine ideal of gentleness, loving affection, and devotion. Means she used to have a masculine character. Now she realized, oh, I have to be 
that woman with that characteristics of a woman in order to proclaim what God wants me to do. Indeed, she too bears the mark of God's grace because before her name changed, Sarah was born. What I just saying, the masculine form of this world, and she was unable to bear children, as a male cannot bear children. But the adding of the hair feminized her name, therefore opening her womb, and Isaac was born. I just want to emphasize, I'm going to take a little bit of time here, just to or put a note here, or parenthesis to talk about Sarah. From the 17th chapter, the 17th chapter that we read there, Sarah has realized that she was also part of the promise. Before she probably thought, this is just me, but I think she probably thought that, no, this, this promise is only for Abraham. That's why probably she took Hagar and gave it to Abraham. Because when we read in, in, in Genesis 15 there, God is giving the promise to Abraham. And he's telling him, behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, that shall not be, this shall not be, Eliezer shall not be your heir, but you shall. But he that shall come forth of thine own bowels shall be thine, shall be the heir. So she could probably think, oh, you know what? I'm not maybe part of, the, of this conversation. I'm not part of that promise. I'm not, it's not needed. I got to come and take, Abraham, take, so you have your son. And Abraham, this is what the promise gave God gave to you. And you just give me that son that I'm going to raise that son. And then take this someone as experience. God, don't take anybody else experience. Don't take any substitute to the relationship God wants to have with you. Don't take any substitute of denomination says, oh no, this is for them, this is for this. This is a relationship with you. You are part of that covenant. You are part of that promise. God wants to give you the head to you. Sometimes, and when she took Ashmael, she gave it to Abraham, and she gave him and raised it, and then she realized... Oh, that was a mistake. Now, let me cast out Ishmael. And she cast out Ishmael. But let me tell you, Ishmael is still working against Israel up to today. He's still the one causing them more trouble than ever. Ishmael is still working against them, the Israel today. Let me tell you, especially young people, when we, t- when we warn you about the things, it's because we don't want the scars of your life to stay with you all the way. Ishmael will be there knocking, knocking all the time. Don't take a substitute to take Ishmael. Stay with the promise of God. Stay in the life of the promise of God. She thought maybe I was not including the covenant. But look here, God now is saying, you need to tell Sarah. She's not Sarai anymore. She's Sarah. You need to call her. I believe that there are some ministers are calling now the bride with the real name. You are not the church anymore. You are the bride. Abraham, you need to remind her who she is. She is a princess. She is part of the covenant. She is going to overcome. She is going to have a son. You will be part of the resurrection. You will be part of the body change. You will be part of it no matter what happened. You will be part of it. Amen. You will be part of it. I thought I was not part of this. When you look in Luke 17, you see, oh, maybe I thought that was not part of me. Another 17, that was not part of me. Maybe it was only for Brother Branham. But when the Son of Man is being revealed, 
is not just revealing for himself, he's being revealed for you. He's being revealed to give us perfect faith. He's, giving to, he's being revealed to give us a life of victory, not a life of defeat, but a life of victory. We are not walking as defeated army. We are walking as those who are standing on the promise of God, knowing that it pertains to us. Oh, praise be to God. Look at another chapter, another book. Look at John 17. I see that he's including me in that covenant. He says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but I pray for them which have, you have given me, for they are thine. The one that God has given to Jesus Christ, no one can take them from his hand. He has given them for eternity. You are part of the promise. You look in Matthew 17. Oh, just look at the 17 because it just drew my heart. I'm part of the covenant. I'm not out of the covenant. I'm part of the covenant. I'm part of the circumcision. If Abraham was part of the circumcision, I'm part of the circumcision. I'm part of that covenant with God. Amen. He was saying, representing in the 17, Matthew 17, you see Elijah, you see Moses. Elijah represents those who will be translated, who will be transformed. I'm part of that promise. You are part of that promise. And the most like Revelation 10, 7. Oh, he sent Elijah, but he's sending for me. Amen. I remember I'll send you, behold, H, I will send you Elijah. He shall change your heart to the faith of our fathers. Amen. Just taking the what the prophet says, we know the HM, the prophet says, as gave to Abraham, there's no other ministers who had who has been renowned word in, in, the, in the world. We had that hand the name ending by H-A-M, except in our time that we are living in. He will mention Graham, but he never mentioned his own name. Yeah. Graham has six letters, but Branham has seven letters. He will never mention that, but you, as a believer, you can catch between the lines and you can know that he's talking about what we have received. It is the elect group that two went into Sodom, Ora Robert and, 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 and Graham, Billy Graham, that went over there. They preached the message of repentance. It's blinding the people over there, but there was an elected group that was here that has received the message of grace, that have received the message of life. We have received the message of life. We have not received the message of blindness or the death. We have received the message of life. Did you know that when God came into Genesis 18, when it comes to Abraham, the first thing that he's asking Abraham is asking, where is Sarah, thy wife? His mind is upon Sarah. His mind is upon the bride. When God sent Brother Branham here, his mind is upon you and I. When God sent a good minister or a good message, his mind is not on the minister, his mind is upon you and I. God, that we should be thankful of God. Thank you for speaking that way because you were thinking of me. You wanted me to be separate for certain things. Thank you, Lord. Where is Sarah, thy wife? Did you know? Do you know that when God was living his life of Abraham and changing his name from Abraham to Abraham, it was a prophecy for a time. Because his name 
If he stayed Abraham, it would have broken the reality of the time we are living in. God gave to Brother Branham a sign in the mountains. You see those seven peaks there? Your name is written in those seven peaks there. Abra Branham is written in those seven peaks over there. So those seven things didn't come just out of the blue. God already created them very long, long time before Abraham was there. God saw those mountains and look, Abraham, you know, Abraham, your name needs to be changed to Abraham to match those mountains because at the end time, I'm going to send a messenger that I already put a sign in those mountains. So you are going to be a type for something more real that's going to happen at the end time. Your body change is going to be a type of something that's going to happen in the end time. That there will be a bride who will go through the power of transformation and translations. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. That's my diet. When I feel low, I look at that. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's my comfort. El Shaddai is here. <laughs> so we are not trying to cope, Abraham. Abraham's life was trying to cope the reality that you are living. It's a shadow of the reality. Are you still with me? Now we need to walk in that life. The Holy Ghost is the eternal life. Now this is the principle. And I just want to put in Galatians. I didn't give this brother there, but just want to read it. You need to walk in that life. You need to walk in that light. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Abraham had to stay in the land. He had to stay in the word of God. He had to stay in the life. He had to stay in the promise. We have to stay in the life. We have to stay in the word of God. We have to stay in the light. Amen. As we're walking in the light, then we become the light. Sarah was changed to a young, beautiful, young girl. I know the other story, but just want to remind you of saying, to encourage you. She was changed to a young, beautiful, young girl. But I thank God she was not just changed to a young, beautiful young girl. The inside of her was also changed. The inside was a greater miracle than the outside because now that she has been changed, she used to be young before, but she couldn't bear a child. But now the inside has been changed, then the inside can bring a child. Let me tell you, it's not that you become, you start putting, you start putting the dresses, you start putting different things, then, oh, now I'm a message believer, you know, I can fit into that characteristics of a message believer. That's good, but that's not the, that's not the idea. <laughs> The idea is has to be the change from the inside in order to bring resurrection, in order to bring the promised land, in order to bring the promised son, rather. You have to be a change from the inside. It has to be a change from the inside to bring the son. In order to be part of the rapture, it has to be a change from the inside. As we know, oh, how did Abraham look? Sarah becomes so young. But Abraham gives that a secret, says, read between the lines. How could a prince and a king, Abimelech, look at the old woman, 99, and says, this is my next queen. 
nothing against old people. I'm getting old myself. I have more respect to them than ever before. What I'm trying to put the contrast is here is to open our eyes that it's, it's God. the scripture was there all the time, but we didn't see it. Our eyes were not open until God sent the messenger to reveal to us this is what happened there as a type for what is going to happen in our time. Sarah was there, what everything was happening, what, the, what was the purpose of Abraham all the time is to tell to Sarah, Sarah, remember, your name is not Sarai anymore, it's Sarah. Do you feel anything? No, nothing. You are Sarah. You are going to bear a child. She goes there. I don't know what happened to Ab- Abimelech. But you know the prophet that we put it. He was taking and everything, preparing himself. And so, oh, I'm having myself a beautiful young girl. God looks at him. says, you are nothing but a dead man. That woman is a prophet's wife. But you know the integrity of my heart. Yes, I know the integrity of my heart. But that woman, she is my prophet's wife. Go to that prophet. He's going to pray for you. And then you are going to be healed. Let me tell you, don't let Abimelech try to get closer to you. You need to remind him, I am the, I am the wife of Jesus Christ. I am the wife of the message. I am the wife who have a promise that I shall bear a son. I cannot bear a son to you. I will bear a son to Jesus Christ. I am part of the resurrection. I am part of the rapture. I am on my journey going all the way. Nothing shall separate us. It is that experience that Abraham had from the inside that gave him victory when the greatest trial happened later. When God told him, you know the son I gave to you, give it back to me. He knew that if God could give me that son from the condition I was, nothing can, say, nothing can hinder him from giving that son back to me. That's why I could have a testimony saying, I'm going to that mountain, but that boy and myself will come back. Because he knew that the God El Shaddai will give him the same strength, will give him, restore what God has already given him. Let me tell you, it is the power that God gives inside of you through the baptism of the Holy Ghost that will give you power to overcome. No matter what the enemy is going to try to put you on the way, it is the experience of the baptism of the Holy Ghost that is your strength to overcome in this time of Laodicea. There is no prophet says in Jehovah Jireh 58. There is nothing that can stand in his presence. If you are Abraham's seed, believe it. If you are Abraham's seed, you do believe it. And if Abraham could do that without a written word, how much more ought we to do it with the written word and the confirmation of the spirit in our midst, Jehovah Jireh? I just want to show you have not, but I won't get, but you already get the idea. I just want to show you that besides the ministry of Jesus Christ on earth, the ministry that brought resurrection is the ministry of Elijah. 
We have not received a ministry that portrays death. It is a ministry that brings life. It brings abundance of a life. The ministry that we have received, of the ministry of the word that we have received, it's a word of life. Amen. Just bear with me. Because the word of life, because it brings resurrection. So Jesus Christ himself described he was the life. He was the life. Jesus couldn't, couldn't go and preach to a funeral because he was life. Death couldn't stand in his presence. He was life. Whatever it was going, he was life. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ is here. There is life. The message comes to restore life to us. Amen. It comes to bring us life and life in abundance. The only ministry that could bring back life, it was the ministry with the spirit of Elijah. That's why Elijah could raise the son of the widow of Zareph. Because it was life at that time. That's why Elijah could restore the life to that son of the Shunammite. Because it was the ministry of life. That's why the dynamic power that was in Elijah, when they threw that man upon him and he got back again. Because it was the ministry of life. God has promised us that he shall restore again that spirit of Elisha in our time. It is a ministry of life. Abundance of life. You see upon the third pool that was manifested, it was life. On many occasions, besides, besides the, the stopping of the storm, it was life in abundance. Barabanam could create the squirrels. It was life. Amen. He could give life to, he could leave life to that little fish. It was life. He could again, he could give life to those children of Atirite. It was life. It is life in abundance. That's why I'm encouraging you, walk in the word of God. Because there is life over there. We have the privilege to have life in abundance. Not partially like it was in Luther's time, but we have the privilege to live and to believe in the message that have life. Don't live a Christian life with things of the world on you. It is time for life in abundance. What was impossible to Joshua, what was impossible rather to Abraham or could look impossible to Abraham or Sarah, it was not impossible to God because there was life. He came, he came so that we might have life in abundance. The life that was in the original grain, it is now back again into the fruits. Amen. But the life that was in the original grain, it went through the, the, the church ages. Now is back again to the original grain. Now it's back again to the fruits. The same life that was at the beginning is the same life that is at the end. Stay in the life. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Sarah and Abraham, she was included in the covenant of the circumcision by marriage. Even when she laughed and denied what Elohim had said, he could have killed her, but he spared her life because she was part of Abraham. It was redemption by marriage. Right there, it was a perfect type of our time. Let me just tell you, if Sarah... Not trying to belittle her, but if Sarah could get the son, even though she had loved to Elohim, and Elohim couldn't kill her because she was part of Abraham, and still get the son because she was part of the promise, 
how much more you and I, we have received the ministry of the Son of Man, not to reject it, but to accept it. Say, God, this is our life. This is what you promised. How much more shall we bring forth children? Shall bring forth the promise. Barnabas says, talking about children, the son of the promise, it is the son of the promise, it is our resurrection, it is our rapture. How much more can you can we, can we be sure that we're going to bring forth that resurrection? We are going to bring forth that rapture, that we are part of that covenant. Amen? Amen. Because God cannot fail when he has already given his promise. We are married, as we heard on Sunday. We are married to Jesus Christ. We are part of that covenant. Very often we think of Sarah, we think like of an unbeliever. But Hebrews 11, 11 says... Through faith also Sarah herself received the strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. What was the secret? She received the strength from El Shaddai. There was an Abraham who kept calling her by her new name, Sarah. It was her strength. It was where she was. Don't look at yourself. Look at God's promise. God is going to look. God is not going to let you down. God is going to make his word come to pass. God is not going to break his own purpose. He's not going to save you today and leave you for tomorrow. He's going to lead you. Amen. Amen. God is not going even to allow Abimelech to touch you. (laughs) He's going to be there defending you before anything of the world touches you. If your womb is already sealed with the word of God, nothing of the world can touch your womb. It's already sealed by the word of God. Glory to God. John 10, 28, 29 says... I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So keep in mind, whenever the enemy is trying to attack you, remind him, no one can take me from my Father's hand. I'm him in his hand right there. Nothing can stop life. Just be closing here, but nothing just like this thought. Nothing can stop life. Nothing can stop life. If nothing can stop life in the natural, nothing can stop life in the spiritual. You can see a small, a small plant, it will find a way to get around any obstacle because of the life that is inside of that plant. No matter the difficulty that he might try to go through it, but as long as life is inside of there, nothing can stop life. If in the natural, nothing can stop life. In the spiritual, nothing can stop life. Whatever the enemy is trying to put on our way, to remind him nothing can stop life that God has already put inside of us. Praise be to God. There will be a bride that will have the promised son. I'd like to read what the prophet says. Musicians can already come, so be closing. Life is in the grain again, invisible union of the bride of Christ. What is it? Just exactly the same grain that went in the ground, the same Jesus in the bride form, 
Same power, same church, same thing, same word. The same word is sucked up through these and come out here, come to a head here. All that life that come through here picked up these people. Now it's forming up into a head for the rapture. Is it a different life? No, it's the same life. Praise be to God. That eternal, I say another message. The word eternal never did begin and never can hit end. You are an attribute of God thinking before the world was ever created. That the only way you can have eternal life, that life that he was thinking of you is in you now. There is no way to separate it. It's there to stay. What is it? The same life. The same in other message, and show up the Father, and it is sufficient to us. It says, the Holy Ghost, baptism, yes, sir, everything that you have need of for the life journey, even the rapture is right in you then. Don't resent it. That's the truth. The rapture is in us now. What is it? The same eternal life. <laughs> Glory to God. How is it possible? Because I live, you shall live also. Speaking to the wife. Because I live, you shall live also. What a resurrection that was. What a resurrection this is. is. To be quickened from the dead, to be made alive in Christ Jesus by God's quickening power. The resurrection that we are now in the resurrection. We are now in the abundance of life. We are now in the message of life. Amen. Do you believe that this evening? Glory to God. And just play softly music. Just uh, closing here. We are sitting with him in the resurrection. But only those who have life. Those who do not have life, they won't know it. They will never know it. They will go right on thinking they are getting the Holy Ghost being saved. And the rapture will done be over We've and gone, said, Elias had already come, and they did that way. You knew it not. Notice, death does not stop the quickening power of God. Notice, death can't stop it. Because he's life. This what we are living is not life. If this is what we have all hope on, we are the most miserable one. We are trusting in the life of El Shaddai. He is our life. He is our strength. That's why I encourage you this evening, some closing. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. When to the so-called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses, eternal life has laid hold of you. Now let us fight the right fight of faith and keep holding on that eternal life. No matter what, I'm holding to that eternal life. No matter what, God... Give me that strength of El Shaddai. That's my strength. That's my hope. That's my all in all. My hope is in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord from this time on. Yeah.